What's up, everyone? It's 100.3. Welcome back. Um, Yeah, just in the the same vein as the previous two um, sub-episodes. Yeah, I don't know what to call them, but you know what I'm trying to say. They're like parts to the same long-ass episode. Yes, um, we're doing the best and worst in the era since we started recording nearly five years ago, just in case you needed a refresher. This time, sticking to the small screen. We've done movies, we've done video yep. games, and now what we'll probably- And each other. We've done each other, yep. which was uh, 100.25. It was, which uh, made a great movie. It was in, point, in between the last one and this one. Yeah. This one's going to be all about TV, and, and honestly, you know, there's a lot of good things about TV. There's-, there's um, Some uh, atrocious things. And, but really, when you think about it, What's worth talking about is not as much as video games or, or, or movies. So this one, hopefully, is a little bit shorter. But, um, yeah, I'd say we just get into it. Okay. Yeah, like a good suit. Let's get on into it. Yes. No, I don't actually own a suit. Oh, you should. But let's suit up, talk about TV. I like positivity. So, Brandon, if you will, listeners, we're starting on a positive note. What's the, in no random order – or in no, in no random order, meaning it's very ordered and it's fashioned. In no particular order, a.k.a. random, haha, um, just shout me the first thing that's come to mind since we've been recording. Of all the things we've talked about or haven't really gone too in-depth to, what's, what stands out to you as good television, good in-home entertainment? Well, actually, let me start off by one that we haven't really talked about. I wouldn't mind, oh, mentioning, I wouldn't mind mentioning WandaVision right now. First and foremost, because you're talking about what's on top of my mind. That's on top of my mind right now because I'm currently watching it. What do you well, think about WandaVision? I, know you I have- think I'm not caught up. I have the last two episodes to watch. So this week's and last week's at the time of this recording. Um, it's, it's certainly original. I don't know if original means good for me just yet, but I like the, the concept. I am starting to see where the lines are blurring and I'm intrigued. I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, you know, what's fun about it. It's speculation is rampant with this show. Like every time I feel like I'm listening to a podcast that has nothing to do with WandaVision, they're like, Oh, by the way, what's going on in WandaVision? I think it's this, or I think it's opening up this universe to this character, or these sets of Marvel people. So it's fun. It's, it's definitely like a, what if type scenario, you know, and by what if, you know, the famous, um, hypothetical comics that don't actually participate in canon canon, you know? By the way, we'll be getting sooner or later, right? I, I know, I kind of... Oh, and then also, sorry, um, now we're getting um, confirmed dates for uh, Loki and the yeah. Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's I Quest. June? I think it's just called Loki. Yeah, it's sometime in June, right? Yeah. So, uh, man, Disney Plus is paying off this year for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying WandaVision. I'm not cut up. I was not super motivated. The first few episodes did not pull me in. But how many great, enjoyable, all-time shows have I said that about before? Uh, Breaking Bad, for instance. So I'm glad I've, you know, sticking with it. There's no way I wasn't going to stick with it. But uh, right around episode four, things start, actually three, when things went in color, things started cooking for me. And I'm enjoying it. I'm not like, I can't wait. Like Mandalorian, the previous 
uh, Disney Plus attraction was Friday or Thursday night, nine o'clock uh, East Coast midnight. I'm watching it. Or if I can't stay up that late, I'm watching it the next morning. I'm looking forward to it. It's not that same sense of Christmas morning for me with this show, but I am enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, I, I like the show because it does keep you guessing. There are def- definitely episodes where I was like, damn, that was a good episode. And then other episodes where I was like, yeah, it was OK. But yeah. every episode does do a good job of taking you one step further into understanding what's happening or at least, yeah. sort of, but, you know, like I think it makes me think about a, 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 one of those video games where as you move through, you expose more of the map, right? I feel like mm. every, every episode you're exposing more of the map and sooner or later you'll have a, a full picture of what's going on. Uh, I feel like the first few episodes were the outside layer, the onion, the, the, the chaff, the stuff that you kind of just end up peeling away or not really using, but we're getting to the inner onion where the sweetness is depending yeah. on the variety of the onion. I would recommend a Vidalia onion if you want sweetness. Thanks for the random fandom with Brandon and Brandon onion podcast. Mm-hmm. I love the onion, by the way. The Always have. Always well. will. So, well, good so- shout with WandaVision. That's a very timely, but still relevant and yeah. a good contribution to the small screen now uh, of the MCU or well, I guess it's not cinematic, but MTU, the Marvel television universe. <laughs> what about you? What do you, what do you, what comes to your mind when you're thinking about TV within the past five years? Because um, now my daughter is watching it on her own and she wants to rewatch it with me. Um, so it's very timely in my mind. Stranger things. Uh, the Duffer brothers. Is that what they're the, the Duffer dudes. I, don't know. Duffer dudes. I feel like they're probably around our age clearly kids of the 80s and early 90s that have a really fun story to tell probably based on their own experiences of you know having very vivid imaginative childhoods monsters dnd terrestrial beings extra planes outside interference silly russians you know all these things that shaped our childhood and it's really a great show um i've enjoyed all three seasons we were unfortunately um, delayed for season four, but we're going to get it uh, this summer. I, I think I'm hoping. And now not only did, have I enjoyed every season and kind of tore through it in that typical Netflix binge cycle. Now I'm going to be rewatching it with my daughter. And like, so it's fun for me as an adult. It's fun for her as a kid. And that just speaks to the quality of the show and kind of generational enjoyment to be had. You like Stranger Things, right? You're, you're a Stranger Things fan, would you say? Yes? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, to me, it's one of the, you're right. It is one of the best shows that I can think of for the past five years that we've been doing this. Like, there it's great. Are, yeah, there, there are so many callbacks to what we love, as well as being new enough to the point where you feel like you're watching something really unique. And um, I think it walks the line really well. And it's, to me, it's an incredible, incredible series that Netflix just kind of, it's almost, you know, that's the great thing about Netflix. You're going to pay for it, right? You're going to pay for it no matter what. And then they keep on throwing these like movies and TV shows at you. And every once in a while, there's one that just stands out and you're like, damn, that was a, that was good. And Stranger Things is one of those to me. I'm like, that was, that alone is worth Netflix for several years just to see that. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see where they're going in season four. We're, we're, we're leaving Hawkins, and that's the only real 
reassurance we got. And then the other being that, um, uh, what's his name isn't truly gone, which of course, anyone who watched the show knows he's not really gone, but where is he really is more of the operative word. Hopper. And you know, the dynamic between Hopper and his adopted, you wouldn't even say, I mean, in his mind, he's never like, Oh yeah, it's my adopted daughter. It's like, it's his daughter and the relationship between them is sweet. And then there's this constant coming of age story. Like the 10 year old geeks become teenage boys, become interested in girls, become distant in their friendships. It's like constant coming of age. And they just got to, you know, not wait too much longer to do what they want to do story-wise with these kids. Cause these kids are going to be 18 all of a sudden, you know, and then it's just not going to be the same amount of sweetness and believability about, you know, their, their youthfulness. So you're, you're going to have a Harry Potter situation on your hands where the, the actors get too old to play kid parts anymore. Oh, and then they end up like doing that movie Tusk and then like their career just kind of gets. I have no idea what Tusk is. Oh, it's a movie with Daniel Radcliffe. I think, or no, he was in horns either way. It's about oh, external God. appendages. Yeah. And it's like fucking weird, obscure horror. It wasn't so, bad. I remember that one where he grew horns. I can't remember much about it. I was I thinking of Tusk. I, I never saw horn horn or horns. I was thinking of that movie Tusk by Kevin Smith that had Justin Long and like this, it was like all a uh, human centipede and this guy like turns himself or uh, an experiment into like a human walrus hybrid. That's stupid. If they're not yeah. making other people eat each other's poop, then I'm not interested. So that's why I only watch Human Centipede. Yeah. yeah. NSFW content. Um, you give me a show that really spoke to you lately. Well, you know, okay. I know I'm, I'm going to bring up a topic that is going to maybe keep us going for a while, but Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is like the quintessential... It's like the best of the best of all of the shows, in my opinion, until you get to the end. And then the end is so bad that you're like, oh, does this really sour the rest of that? Like all what, there are eight seasons, right? So season eight ruined all of seasons one through seven for me. And that's a hard thing to swallow. So to me, I, I don't know. That one stands out in my mind as it, it will always be one of the best shows I've ever watched with one of the worst endings I've ever watched. I just feel like they did dissolve a lot of their own story, just like in a scene or in an episode. I mean, how do you have the very first scene of the whole show setting up that no matter whose house you are or who your enemy is or who you're aligned with, there's an overarching theme to all of humanity. It's the white walkers. And yet, because Arya does a sick move, they're gone in one episode. And it's one battle. I mean, come on, right? I always assumed that, that, that what we would get out of Game of Thrones is this constant struggle of who is sitting on the throne, who, who has the power. But in the end, the constant threat of the White Walkers would sooner or later get to the point where it would force, and it and Game of Thrones sort of started doing this, but it would force all of those who were basically killing each other for power to band together against the White Walkers. Yeah. I, I thought the White Walkers were going to be the main villain in the end, right? Like the big battle at the end. And it wasn't. It was, it was, like you said, 
one episode, it was over in a snap and it just seemed too easy. And then you, and then the remaining episodes were so disappointing because it was like the biggest threat is already gone. And now you're just dealing with people who are just being bitches. Yes. Yeah, so it's inconsequential. And then like, who's going to sit on the iron throne. It's all over a character that though he's been there since day one, they, they freaking kind of gave up on. And so why should we care that, you know, this, this crippled boy who had an awesome story arc up until about the fifth or sixth season, then would just for the last two seasons, just precluded to just giving icy stares and stoic responses. Why should I care that he's the one to sell on the iron throne? Why should I care that Daenerys, you know, ends up getting stabbed in the heart after just a, a, a turn for the worst that was so poorly motivated. It just felt like the, the showrunners, creators, whatever is the right term, just gave up on it. And they're like, yeah, we just, it just was like, it was a big shoulder shrug. And that show based on their own efforts and merits and goodwill that they built up for seven seasons and how many ever years of production and all the like, built on itself for itself the show deserved better not only did the fans of the show deserve better but the show deserved better mm-hmm. so highest of highs in the, the previous two seasons and plummet low yeah let me mention another i'm going to move us off of game of thrones but let me mention another show that this makes me think about sure. westworld because westworld is high and low we're only three seasons in but Westworld had such a strong first season. That debut season was awesome. And what a tonal shift it's taken to now. Yeah. And then, and then the season two wasn't bad, but you almost, you almost were hoping that season three would get back on track. Back on track. Season. Yes. And then season three went even more Further. Track, to the yeah. point where I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you what happened in season three. I couldn't even honestly tell you if at this point I even finished it. I don't remember. I don't think I remember that I did. Like that's That just goes to show I, I, I don't remember. And a season four is being made or is coming out in some point. I do know that. So like it's going to keep going and I will probably watch it, but they really Not have with the same vested in. interest, you know, yeah. it just, yeah, I know that's I, that first season. I was all about it. Oh, I was yeah. into it. Was so good. Yeah. So yeah. it goes. Uh, I'm kind of like, eh. Yep. Anyway. I'm kind of stepped out on it. What you know else? what show I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for? And I think it's just getting better. It's only been two seasons, but let's give it up for the boys. You know, you've heard us talk, if you've listened back in our archive, about season one and season two extensively as its own episode. But that show is... Yeah, that show in the second season, I think, was... I mean, basically exactly what I wanted out of the second season. And if that just continues, man, oh, and I, I, it's always hard to do that, right? Game of Thrones is like one of those examples where they were six or seven seasons in and you're like, man, these guys can't make a bad season. And then they did. And the question is, is like with something like The Boys, you're like, man, season one was great. Season two was great. Is season three going to be great or is that going to be the downfall? You know, who knows? Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to where to where they're going, and the the quality that it has been to this point. Yeah, um, let me take a step back a little bit. Remember all those Netflix TV shows like Daredevil? Oh, right. Yeah the um, the the Netflix Marvel uh, partnership that lasted for what 
four properties, uh, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, uh, Luke Cage, Punisher, and Daredevil, and then the mm-hmm. Defenders. So th- th- there's like good and bad in each category. Yeah, Punisher and Daredevil were incredible. I, and I like the first season and a half of Luke Cage, I'll say. More good, more good than bad come from Luke Cage. Jessica Jones, first season, awesome. Second season really lost me. I didn't even bother with the third season, which makes me sad to say. I Yeah, see, I can remember so much about the first season and the Purple yeah. Moon and David Tennant's character. Oh, so good. I couldn't, yeah. tell you, I couldn't tell you a single plot thread from season two or season three. Uh, it's her mom in season two that's killing people and she has to stop her. And then her friend Trish ends up injecting herself with some super serum. It was, it was bad. I did not even waste a single minute. On I don't think I finished season, season two, which means I I didn't see season three either. Yeah. Um. So let, let's let's pick out let's let's pick out some of the best and worst inside of that little bubble, the Netflix Marvel, um, which is Neo now defunct, um, mm-hmm. partnership. I freaking loved. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. <clears throat> I loved daredevil as a whole season two a little less than than super to me but season three knocked it out of the park i thought that was some just just great quality tv let alone about you know a blind you know crime fighter in hell's kitchen it was just compelling ass tv yeah have you heard like that there's some rumors and stuff that we might actually get some of those same actors to play Charlie Cox was great. Yeah, to, to play those characters in movies now. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. I would love that. Yeah, me too. I would really like that. And then of course the, the interconnection between what it was season two of Daredevil, which was eh, not awesome, but still it was it was there. Um, then gave way to the Punisher, uh John mm-hmm. Bernthal's Punisher, which had two really quality seasons of its own. It really did, yeah. Yeah, both of them were good. I think the first one was obviously better, but the second one was really good. Yeah. And then you were given <laughs> Iron Fist and Defenders. Um, oh, and by the way, we should mention, yeah, Luke Cage was was really. I liked Luke Cage a lot in the first season, but then I, I thought that was the first time I was ever knew about Maher. I always have trouble pronouncing his name. Forgive, forgive me if you're listening, Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Mahershala Ali. Yeah, Let's just so. yeah. You know, you know who we're saying Cottonmouth. I was super bummed when he went out, but then again, I was like, that speaks to the, like, that's a ultimately a good thing. You want someone to be like, no, this guy's gone. He was so awesome. You know, um, that's you know, that's a credit to to the actor playing him and the, the way he was written. And then then the first half of the second season kind of had me, and then it just kind of went off the rails. And Luke becomes a villain, or I don't know what they were doing. Who knows what season three would have done, but never got the chance. So yeah. Well, and then, you know, they whitewashed Iron Fist for some stupid reason. Iron Fist was on fire from the beginning and not like, wow, this stuff is blazing hot. No, this is like a trash fire. Right. From from the beginning. And it dug itself in such a hole that it never got out of. And how could it? Like the characters are awful and the, the writing was awful. The action looked second rate. And I mean, by comparison to the other shows, <sighs> Iron Fist, it's hard because he is such a, like a, a, a D slash C grade character. And as far as like, you know, 
visibility in the Marvel universe. So it feels like that was the treatment the show got from the beginning. Like, oh, no one gives a shit about him. Yeah, it was too much. It was too bad. They could have went somewhere with it. Yeah, and the, but I blindly because I wanted to like it, I want to find something to like. Even stuck around for all of the second season. I was just like, what is this show? This is so bad. I don't know if I did. I can't even remember. That's the thing. I, I don't. I don't think you did, and I don't think you should have. If you can't remember anything from it, then it means it wasn't worth watching. Or you have memory problems, and you should start screening yourself for um, dementia. That too. Yeah. Right, well, let's move on from that. Uh, there are some really good highlights. Wait, wait. Defenders sucked. Well, I know. I did say that earlier. Yeah. No, but it did really suck, and I just want to make sure people know that. We only got one season of that, right? Thank the Lord. That was all they did. Give that property to Marvel with some new folks and, and building up a few movies worth. I could see that being like an Avengers style, right? But, I, could, I could see that getting a second look down the line. Like, oh, hey, yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's try that over again. Totally. Let me mention a couple of others that I, that are on the comedy spectrum. Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I like laughing. Oh, me too. Brooklyn nine, nine, which you and I decided was one of the funniest one. I think it was second place right next to the Simpsons when we did our. Right. Yeah. We did that bracket style funniest show discussion and yeah, Brooklyn nine, nine though. You wouldn't say out of these eight shows, Brooklyn nine, nine is the second funniest just out the shoot. But when we were playing the matchups, it, it was funnier than almost every other show. To me, Except it is one of the best shows that's out there. It's our style of humor, too. Obviously, oh, you've, really? you've heard us over the last nearly five years. We have a very nonsensical, sophomoric sense of humor. And that show just speaks to me. And Andy Samberg used to bug the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I just kind of came around on him. And he's awesome. And his character's awesome. It's such a great ensemble. And, like, it's just funny. And, like, each episode doesn't really have a through line except for like when people get pregnant in the show or something like that but it does have enough like callbacks it's so it's not like episodic tv but it's not completely you know in independent episode to episode it's just it's light it's funny i can have it on in the background even and just hear some of the jokes and not need the visual it's just so it's just a clever funny show did you ever like his movies like no it, that's because he started really in the, the way i remember it that movie Hot Rod and then Hot Rod to me was hilarious. I hated that movie. I thought it was not funny. Um, Hot Rod was hilarious to me. The the pop star Never Stop Never Stopping. Oh, that, that that's funny. Well, that's because it leans into the musical thing, which obviously, even though he's not a musician in the conventional sense, yeah. he leans his comedy like Adam Sandler's not really a musician, but he has comedy music or comedic musical chops you know you could say so that's what it it started feeling like he was in his element there like the other one just i don't know it just felt like it was just trying to be like a napoleon dynamite anchorman weird obscure humor knockoff in a way like it just it wasn't funny for me it didn't rate and i don't like danny mcbride danny mcbride to me is not funny i I don't get the same enjoyment out of him that other people do Mm. so so there's a lot working against it in that case but and I know we're talking about movies right now uh, uh, when we should be yeah, but, but Palm Springs though is one of his. Uh, I, I still need to check that out. Yeah, that's a really, it's a really good movie. I I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, anyway, so Brooklyn Nine Nine. Back to Brooklyn. Funny. To me, one of the shows. Better... I'm so glad it's still going, even though we haven't gotten a new season in a long time. Right? Didn't it get canceled off of Fox and, and Hulu picked it up? 
I don't know, but I I, I know it was originally on Fox and it got and now it's on Hulu. So that feels right. I'm glad they got, you know, a second chance. Um, good show. feel yeah. like it's kind of winding down, you know, based on where some of the characters are. But I'm good for another season or two. Well, and um, I also think that you should start watching The Good Place. And I've pushed it to you before, but it is it is a one of the best comedies out there, in my opinion, as well. Now, I don't think it's as good as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but it's a little bit more of, more on the heartwarming side and then less on the funnier side but still really funny i kind of feel like you push this agenda every time that show is mentioned and i feel like maybe there's something in it for you like it's like one of those things like if you buy something online they're like hey tell your friends and if one of your friends uses your promo code you'll get 75 dollars reward card from amazon so are you trying to get a reward card from amazon yeah i do oh no from hulu i get 20 percent off my next hulu subscription if if you wait you share someone else's account don't you I think I do. I don't even know. I, I, well, I know I, I, I share our friend, our friend Jackie's, well, she shares it with me um, with no, or without permission. I use Emily's. So we actually have our own. Oh, okay. Well then you're in the same Yeah, That's, that's fine. Then that's uh, yeah. Okay. i tell you what, why don't we make a trade? I'll watch the good place. I'll at least give it a chance. If you watch a show that I like. Okay. To be determined. Cause I think <laughs> everything I watch, you watch. Uh, if I were you, I would have just chosen the worst freaking possible option. No, I, well, okay. Fair enough. Okay. So good place. Yeah. Brooklyn nine, nine, anything else that is lighthearted that uh, tickles you is worth a mention. I don't know. Well, Oh yeah, actually Kipo in the age of the wonder beast. That's another one that you haven't seen, but I really, I, I will be checking that out. I'll probably end up like watching that with my daughter. I was just um, about to say that would be a really good one for you and her to watch. Yeah. And now that's going to be so much easier to just a little peek behind the curtains. This actually at the time of this recording tomorrow, I'm moving into uh, a two bedroom apartment. I finally found a place that uh, I can make uh, happen so that I have a daughter. <laughs> it's weird to like you get moved into this apartment and they give you a daughter. It's like really <laughs> sweet. Oh, man. Uh, that I can have a place for my daughter um, room of her own being 13. We do have some shared interests that are no longer content inappropriate, you know, like I said, Stranger Things, we'll start watching that. And that, I bet you, that's a show we'll end up watching together. Could I, you see that working for both kid and adult in that situation? Like a good Disney Pixar film? Well, I am half kid, half adult. So, yes. Did you watch the Avatar The Last Airbender? No, I know that is something that's near and dear to you. I just never got into it. And I feel like at this point, <sighs> just just one rate. I don't think it's, well, I really don't think it's too late. They, uh, Put it, it has all a wildly popular following. It really does. And they are, uh, apparently they're continuing building out that world, I think with other shows or movies or something like that. Uh, I think on Netflix. So The animated show is based on the movie, right? <laughs> yes, it's based on the <laughs> I could just hear someone like, what? oh my God. He did, um, I did that just to be ironic. Uh, yeah, this seems like all that I, I I got, but of course, how could anything like this not include the Mandalorian? And I'm not just saying that because it's popular or it's what's in. It's good. It is probably my favorite treatment of Star Wars that I've been here for. Of course, you know the original trilogy was a thing before I was really even born, and then I was only like one year old when. Uh, is it one years old? No, it's one year old. Okay, uh, I was very young. <laughs> 
<laughs> Last Jedi came out. So as far as like me being conscious and present, prequels never were my thing. This last trilogy, whatever the hell that tried to be, incongruent, not really something I liked as a whole. This is like the mature Star Wars treatment I really want. And yet there's something for everyone. Of course, there's Baby Yoda and he's cute, but it's telling a bigger story. And I, I'm just so pumped up for this show and I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. And I have confidence in where it's going too. I feel like people who are doing the show, um, you know, of course the popular name is John Favreau, but all the people who are, you know, credited and have a name or don't have a name, I feel like they just care and they really, it's like not what Disney wants them to make, but what they would want a star Wars fan to see what they would want for themselves as a star Wars fan. And it's just, I have nothing but good things to say. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there are times in this show where I was wanting something more from it. It was never disappointing, but I, I just felt like it was sort of a little bit too episodic, and especially in season one. This, the first season, yeah. There was like five episodes basically right in the middle between the, the start and the finish. It's like, okay, these are just like Saturday morning cartoons, like quality, yeah. entertaining, but like, where are we going with this? Or this is just a one-off or standoffish that doesn't really seem to have an impact to the greater story. Oh boy. Uh, season two, pretty much every episode meant something. Yeah. And that, and I, that's why I liked season two more than I liked season one, a lot more actually. And I like both, but I, uh, season two stands out to me because it kept a strong storyline throughout while also being a bit episodic with some of the challenges that they would have, right? Some of the, yes. the things that they would face but they all sewed into one long story. And that's what I like out of a season. It's something that keeps me going, learning more as I go. And I feel like with season two, you really learned a lot about uh, Grogu and the Mandalorian, you know what I mean? And, and how he connects to the force and that kind of stuff is all exactly what I wanted out of this show. And so- Oh, it was fan service galore, but oh, like, yeah. but it, in the right way, not just, well, oh, of course they did that. Cause no, it was still the right thing to do. And let alone, it was excellent fan service. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't think of anything else to really discuss except, oh, you know, I mean, this is, I guess this might be worth mentioning the walking dead. Um, what the hell happened? I mean, that's kind of what I, that's, that's why I'm hesitating. Right. Because I know we're talking about the best and the worst. It's, sort of it's so far gone at this point. It's like, well, yeah, who even watches that? But, you know, May of 2016, we were still like gathering at your place and watching it. And it was still a thing. And then I can pretty much tell you, you know, the episode where Fonzie jumped the shark. And that's when, you know, um, the, as the term comes, when it's just like, oh, this is when it really lost its audience. Or when um, a lot of people will pinpoint the moment Simpsons stopped being funny or as funny as it was anyways, when uh, they killed Maude Flanders, you know, the moment Negan came in, even though it was like this season long tease and there's so much speculation that it just killed the show dead. Yep. It was because it was hard to watch, right? Like the Negan comes, he's incredibly brutal. He kills some of the, our favorite people. And we just get this incredibly long time before we start to feel like our, our characters are winning, even in the slightest. And actually, I should point out, I wasn't as mad at the storyline. I was mad at the way the 
creators would literally lie to you through advertising and and then and then change it in the actual episode that's the fuck oh my god yeah that was that that was some chicken shit moves Uh, yeah to me me it was like okay you guys are getting uh beyond what you think people want and you're just spoon feeding them uh you know sort of these like lies and tricks to make money and it to me that was that bugged me it bugged me a lot i completely remember what you're talking about yeah i remember times there was like what what that it's not yeah and and you know they just it became kind of i don't know like pompous or full of itself and they're like plus we'll break it all down on talking dead i'm like no we don't need an after show every week where it's like appointment television and use the hashtag this week and oh i'm on team this or team that it just became annoying and you know this obviously anyone who remembers the first five six seasons of the show there's some slow episodes they're very dialogue heavy characters centric i didn't mind those on occasion and then that kind of became the prevalent thing like i still hung in there for a little while i think i like hung in there till episode seven but now it's just like it's so inconsequential all pretty much all the main characters are gone or have flip-flopped or yeah and it's just as like i just remembered that was appointment television for some years you know and then then taking the mid-season breaks and the mid-season finale i'm like no you don't get a mid-season finale no screw you that really irritated me. So almost like good riddance, but thank you for the memories. Yeah. I'm not bringing it up as like the best of, because I would have, if we were talking about prior to like 20, 20- no, like the first three seasons, like we're in its heyday, like when it started the back in like 2012, 13, something like that. Yeah. I, I thought, I mean, God, when did Negan come in? Was it seven? I don't know. I think it was like the end of season six. <laughs> whatever it was like i think i really think that like there was it was incredibly strong like seasons one through five and yeah and then it just became this such a disappointing thing that you just left it you know like a significant other that just literally goes crazy on you and you're like all right you know what i love you at once i'm just i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave never talk to you again and that's the way i felt with (laughs) the walking dead this if this show was a person even though I had a good long relationship with it, I would have had no problems just ghosting it. Yep. Yep. Oh man. I think, is there anything else? I think that might be it. Between these three episodes, all celebrating our, our hundredth recording. If you follow our loose leaf logic, um, there's been a lot of content uh, to celebrate, but I just thought, um, you know, being that this particular one was talking about TV, how about uh, we, nearly conclude with an awesome quote in geek history from one of my favorite shows and it might be one of your favorites uh here I'll tell you what let's play it and then you can confirm or deny fair fair well fuck oh. this come on oi both of you mm what what's sporty spice up to who sporty fucking spice what's she up to i don't know Exactly. How about Posh? You know what she's doing? I don't understand. Making clothes for anorexics, right? Not exactly a growth market. And Baby, you know what she's doing? Fuck all. Not even page six of the Daily Mail. And Scary Spice, up to her eyeballs in lawsuits and sex tapes. Ginger, on the other hand, has released three albums. Passion, Schizophonic, and Scream If You Want To Go Faster. They'll all make your ears bleed. 
You see, when they're apart, they're absolute fucking rubbish. But you put them together, they're the goddamn fucking Spice Girls. How do you know so much about the Spice Girls? Look, the point is that we're all shine by ourselves. We need each other. We need each other. We're fucking dead in the woman. Ah, the boys. Man, I can't wait till season three. I want season three so bad. It's, good. it's a good show. <laughs> and this is a good podcast. And you're a good friend. Uh-huh. And uh, if you guys want to be our friends, please feel free to reach out to us. We have a Twitter. You do too, of course. So uh, at randomfandomwbb. You can email us too at, at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear for the next hundred episodes. Um, that hopefully won't take almost five years. But you know what? Screw you. It, it's our we're, we have lives. Okay. Screw you, Randa. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky. Oh, I I woke up this morning.
So Emily woke up earlier than I did. I when I woke up, she was already in the bathroom starting to get ready. Yeah. And I the first thing I did was I leaned over to my phone, went to Spotify and uh went to Rebecca Black's Friday and just started playing it on full blast and then I laid back down. <laughs> and she was like, "What what are you doing? Are you what are you doing? Are you okay? What are you doing?" I just wanted you to know it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it speaks for itself. And then when she was like uh, talking about, you know, uh, going downstairs and having a bowl of cereal, I was like, this is exactly <laughs> what <I'm> doing. <laughs> did, when she was considering sitting in the front seat or sitting in the back seat, did she know which one she should take? Yeah. Uh, and then that- I told her about the song that we did. And I was like, oh, man, we did. We, Brandon and I did a song. Where oh, we, God, that was awful. I was like, it's random. And, um, and I was like, that's all I remember. And then I remember Brandon going, <laughs> when I, I, I played that song for uh, Marisa for the first time, she had never heard it. And then when she was just like, what? Why is she going? Ah, ah, like, it sounds like she's like, like touching something too hot or something like that. Did you, did you show her the um, video? Because the video is like half the fun. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. 